stuff in my gear. That's the pain what is going on? Little different tonight. Little different. No intro video. I scrapped it. See you later. Gone. Sick. I talked about it on the last episode. I was so sick of listening to that that story over and over again. And yes, it's always going to be a part of my life, but it's time to to move past it and it's time to make a new one. And I didn't have the time to do it. You guys know me. I'm brutally honest. And I was going to run it one more time. And I was like, no, I'm done. So thank you to everyone for, for joining. If you're watching live or, or listening after, thank you so much for being here. Got to give a shout out to uh, Chad Charles Campbell, hockey to Helen back blasting that all over my Instagram. It's kind of funny. I was telling Jenna earlier today, I kind of manifested that. And this is a, a story, another one that people like to hear for some reason, jail story. When I was in jail, I got obsessed with Tim and Sid. It was the only thing I could watch. It was the only thing I could watch. I couldn't watch hockey. That was too painful, but Tim and Sid. And I was like, man, if these guys can, can do something like this and have a show, maybe I can have something like that one day. And they had that song, you know, time for Tim and Sid time for, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And they're always like, thank you, sheepdogs. And I was like, thank you, Chad, Charles Campbell. I was telling Jenna that today. So thank you to Chad for, for the song. It's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to get in the episode. I, I don't really have much else to say. Um, I'll wrap up the show with some final thoughts and things, but I really, really, really want to get into this episode. I um, feel like it's uh it's been a little bit of a long time coming for me. Um, but I had the opportunity to meet Sam Gagne this past summer. Uh, he, you know, we could talk about his his hockey accomplishments. London Knight star, sixth overall, tied with Wayne Gretzky for Edmonton Oilers record, eight points in a game. Like, come on. Like, over a thousand games in the NHL. Incredible. But when I met Sam, it was who he is and, and what he did for me and just how he is with everybody that really caught my attention. And I'm truly blessed to call him a friend and really excited for this conversation. So without further ado, let's just bring him in down there in Florida. Sam Gagne. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Listen, we, we talked earlier before we came on here. If you can hear that noise, he's in Florida and those are crickets. So I'm a little jealous being in snowy Muskoka, although I know you love, I know you love Muskoka too. I do. Yeah. I, I'm missing Muskoka. Um, I'm missing Winnipeg. Uh, just down here with my family, going through a little rehab. I just had hip surgery, and uh, all I could really do is be in the pool right now. So um, this is a good place for it. Um, but, yeah, uh, definitely wish I was on the ice. But it's um, necessary evil to take care of this and uh, hopefully come back stronger next year. Yeah, and I think that, you know, look, at you played over 1,000 games. You're in your 16th season in the NHL. And is this, is this maybe one of the first, like, major injuries where you've really had to take a step back from the game? yeah um i've had had the tendon injury too right but yeah i i cut my i cut my tendon in my hand and then i broke my jaw which was um like a six-week injury um but this one yeah i mean it's just you know i'm I'm doing i did the left hip and i'm going to do the right hip and in a few weeks once um i get this one up and moving so i'm looking at you know six months of recovery time before i'm i'm ready to play again so um, yeah, it's, it's a long haul, but, uh, from everyone I've talked to, um, you know, anyone that's had the surgery done feels great coming out of it. And, uh, I'm excited to hopefully, uh, be playing pain-free, uh, when I get back. Yeah. Was there, was there quite, were you playing through quite a bit of pain and, and for how long, if so? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, off and on playing through pain, but then, you know, also in the summer kind of training through pain and, um, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to, to kind of make steps. I know I'm, I'm an older player and, and um, the way you train is a little different than when you're younger, but it's still, it's still something I, I, um, I take pride in my work ethic and, and how hard I'm able to push myself. And, you know, there's different uh, things you got to take a step back and, and focus on, on your health, um, you know, when, when you're dealing with something like this. So I'm excited to hopefully uh, not have to train through pain anymore and be able to push, uh, push forward. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for you for that too, and I know it's uh, it's tough. I think going through injuries, it's no secret. And mm-hmm. I I don't know. Did, was it was it tough to make the call, or did, was your body just telling you like, hey, it's time? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough to make the decision, um, you know. But at the end of the day, like I, I I'm 33 years old. I want to continue to play. Um, I love the game, and I want to play as long as I can. And uh, I just felt like if I was going to come back ready for next year. Um, you know, that it just, it was time. Um, and you know, I, I didn't feel like I was, um, playing up to my capability as well. Uh, I know that there's another level I can get to. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, the timing presented itself and, um, yeah, I'm going to be ready for next year. So looking forward to that. Awesome. That's yeah, I know it's, uh, it, it's tough, man, but we're going to get you ready over the summer and, and I'm excited to there see how go. go for you. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your journey through, you know, hockey from, from an early age. I know it's easy to go back to that, but you kind of grew up in a unique situation with your dad and, and being in and around the game. And yeah. uh, just tell me a little bit about what that was like, because that's, that's like a dream for every kid to, to be in the NHL, you know, hanging out yeah. with, professional players i mean yeah honestly um you know when i was growing up i didn't i didn't know any better that's just that's just how i was growing up and you know i'm i'm hanging in the dressing room with uh, mike madonna and jerome mcginla and they're just my dad's buddies it's not it's not even something that i'm like in awe or starstruck or it's just that's just how i grew up and um looking back on it um you know I, i as my career goes on i start to realize how fortunate i really was um, the advantages that I got growing up as a kid, uh, I had a rink in my backyard. I was able to play whenever I wanted. Um, I had, my dad was my coach, a 15 year NHL veteran coaching me throughout minor hockey. I mean, uh, you really can't ask for anything more. And, um, you know, now that I have kids of my own and, you know, I, you know, I start to see the kind of the minor hockey landscape in Ontario and, um, you know, different places I've been. Um, it's something that uh, I want to be involved in and, and try and uh, help kids have that, that same experience um, that I had. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I realize how fortunate I am. And, um, yeah, I, um, you know, it's, it's uh, hockey has given me so much and um, I, I want to continue to get back to the game as much as I can. That's why that's why you're one of the best, Sam, is because that's that's kind of just your MO with everything. And that's you know, that's a testament probably why you've you've been able to to play so long too, because you're such a character guy, right? And and uh, I kinda wanna talk about too, like having that rank in your backyard and, and obviously you got to it was you and John Tavares, you know, playing back and forth with the Marlies, but a lot of that those hours spent on that backyard rank, how much of your skill? And yeah, we talked about your dad, but guess what? There's other dads that have played in the NHL and their kids didn't make it to the NHL. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, did that time on the, on the rink, like how much of that really added to your skill and your development being in that small area? I think it was, was huge. Was it full yeah. size? Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, that'd be, that'd be pretty nice. No, it was, uh, it was 50 by 90. So nice. Johnny and I played a lot of one-on-one, but then we also, you know, neighborhood kids, my buddies would come over. Um, my minor hockey team would come, we'd play three on three, uh, different small area games. But, uh, when those guys weren't over, it was just me and, you know, me and a puck. And, um, I was just working on things, being creative. I would, uh, try and emulate different players that, you know, I idolized growing up. Who who, um, who was that? Who's the Peter, who's the guy? Yeah, Peter Forsberg was my favorite player. Um, so I think you know a lot of guys my generation would probably say the same. He was uh, he was kind of a guy that did it all. And you know, so I would I would watch um, clips of him and go out and try and do him on my backyard rink, or I would watch the World Juniors and go out and you know, especially around Christmas time. Um, you know, that was always a time when you had time off school and you could be on the ice for eight hours a day. And so, yeah, I feel very fortunate to have had that. Um, but I, I think that's where I started to make big gains in my, in my game. It's just that, um, yeah, that, that creativity, the, um, you know, there was, there was no, uh, structure to it. It was just going out and playing and enjoying the game. And, um, yeah, I think for kids nowadays, I mean, um, you know, there's there's skill sessions and, um, you know, your your team practices and th- there's so many different things pulling you in so many different directions. And I think the number one thing is to not lose that creativity and to um, develop your own passion and and to try and forge your own path, I think is really important. And, um, you know, it's a big reason for my success. And. Um, you know, w- once you get to the NHL level, there's, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, you got to play a system, you got to fall, fall into, you know, how the team game is played. Um, so, you know, it's important as you're growing up to, to really enjoy that process and enjoy trying to get better. Um, and, and it's really gonna, you know, regardless if you make it to the NHL or not, um, you know, that passion is going to uh, take you a long way. Yeah. And you know what, I'm I don't see a lot of that today and maybe I just haven't been around enough, but that I've been saying this to quite a few people where there's just that, that fire. And I don't know if the game has changed from the, the younger, like the younger kids, maybe it's just not as aggressive anymore in that contact. Maybe that's kind of what I'm not seeing. And that's why I think this, but I just don't see a ton of that, that fire that I, that I used to see in, in so many kids when we were little. And that was, you know, probably in your case, kids running over after school to get on your backyard rink. Or for me, we didn't have that. So it was street hockey games. I never see anybody playing street hockey anymore. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just don't. And I, and I wonder what the hell are these kids doing? But then I, to your point, I see some of these kids on the ice and let me tell you, they're pretty incredible hockey players. So they must yeah. be doing something right. Well, absolutely. I think the game's in a great place. Um, but there, there's, a, there's, it's, it's a way more structured environment than it used to be. Right. I mean, even since um, you came in like the NHL, would you say? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think absolutely. I, um, you know, I think the next generation of player coming up is very creative. And uh, you're seeing that in today's game. Um, and, you know, but, but in terms of the development path, uh, it tends to be a little more structured. There's, you know, hockey academies and there's, 
it's it just it's just a different um, different environment these kids are growing up in, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it as a negative either. It's um, you know there there's a lot more advantages to growing up in that system too. I mean um, there's there's options and um, it's um, I, I think the game's in a great place uh, on the ice and you know I think I still think we have a, a long ways to go um, in in terms of uh, the overall game and. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the future of hockey, and I'm excited to um, hopefully lend a hand in it. Um, you know, with uh, with you helping along the way. Yeah, I have no doubt you're you're going to do that. And just to your point about the the academy experience, I it, that's new, and mm. they're big out west where I'm from now. Yeah. I've had the chance to visit a couple, uh, just you know, pop in and see little bits. But uh, two three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to spend the entire day at Everest Academy. Uh, down in Vaughn and the way that they operate and I just see the kids and they they're so engaged and it wasn't Mm -hmm. just hockey right like they had the school and yes it was all geared towards their sport they didn't have just hockey players they had lacrosse and baseball and track and and all of that but wasn't just like hey they're focusing on their sport like they're in school but they're in school in that environment and I just Mm -hmm. thought that was so awesome to see and in talking with the kids they seem to be thriving and they get yeah. to spend more time, you know, working on the things that they are passionate about, which is in this case, their sport. And it allows them to not have to be, to feel, I think that they have to fit inside that box that I believe that sometimes normal schools tend to lean towards. So I, I'm all for it. And I think if it's done right, I think it's, uh, it's incredible. And obviously being on the ice and having access to the training and everything, it's, it's only going to bold well for your on ice too. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, I think there's a ton of different Academy models that are popping up now and you know, you got to decide which, which one is right for you and your family. And, um, you know, you got to make sure that the one you pick has is uh, um, has value to it, and you're getting a proper education. And and um, the hockey aspect is what you want. And um, you know the the hockey life balance is important. But you know when I I look at all the things that hockey has afforded me in my lifetime, and even if I had never played a game in the NHL, I would still still say the same thing. Um, the teamwork, uh, the work ethic, uh, commitment, everything that's gone into me trying to be the best hockey player I can be uh, would have helped me in whatever I decided to do. So um, I'm a big believer in in sports for youth. And um, I think uh, developing that passion uh, is really important. So, you know, I think, yeah, to your point, I think the academy model is great. Um, you know, as long as um, the the balance is understood and and you know kids aren't doing too much, um, you know, on the ice with their club teams, on the ice with the academy, um, you have to be you know kind of cautious of burnout. But I, you know, for myself, um, if you know if I had a chance to be on the ice when I was a kid, that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and it was never something that my parents were pushing me to do. That's just what I wanted to do. So. Um, as long as it's the kids that are driving it and, yeah. and um, they're the ones that have the passion for it, I think, uh, I think it's a great thing. And that's a great point. As long as it's the kids driving it, it's, 
we still see that right it was like that a lot when i was a kid there was always a few parents where it seemed they were pushing their kids a little too hard and i get asked this a lot it's a question that ends up in my inbox quite a bit or on the other side i get messages actually i got one today from a parent who just had the the worst experience um you know with a coach and you know to me there's always two sides of it but then you know yesterday i got one where it was just so blatantly clear that this parent was pushing too hard for their, yeah. their kid's dream or maybe their own dream. And I, it's, I, I don't know how to answer that question. I try to be respectful, but I'm now to the point where I'm just, I try to be as respectful as possible, but, but concise to be like, Hey, listen, because I, I don't know how to make parents understand that it's not about the destination that the kids mm -hmm. should just be enjoying the journey. And as long mm -hmm. as they're having fun and developing and, and you can have that dream and you can have that goal, but I just feel like kids get burnt out. And it's not just hockey. It, it's many other things too, right? Like you just see it and kids get tired. Some of the best players that I grew up with, they never panned out to anything because they got burnt out and went down a, because they're, you know, were pressure from their parents and, and other things. And, you know, they're doing fine today, but I'm telling you, some of the best hockey players from, from my hometown, they just gave up hockey at 14, 15 because it was too much stress, too much pressure. Well, absolutely. And I, I you know, I, like I know you've seen it. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you just from going through it uh, and playing professionally, you're going to go through a lot of adversity um, as you try and go to the next level, go to the next level. And you have to, be passionate about it you have to enjoy it or else that adversity you're not going to be able to push through it it's just the way it is i mean i've had my struggles throughout my career i've been you know gone through injuries been up and down in the minors away from my family i mean in the grand scheme of things they're not they're not really struggles but um in terms of a hockey career um there's no way that i'm able to push through those if i'm not if I don't love the game, if I don't have a passion for the game. And, and that was a, a passion that, that I had to develop on my own. Um, no matter how much my parents would have pushed me um, or, you know, outside forces would have pushed me, that's something that you develop on your own. Um, you know, Tavares is another great example. I mean, he was over at my, at my house all the time, just wanting to play. And that wasn't something that his parents were pushing. That was, an obsession that came from him and you know that's the way it has to be um and you're going to go through struggles as you go up the ladder but um if it doesn't come from the kid um you know i, I think uh, number one uh you're, you're putting a strain on the the parent kid relationship and number two i mean um if if it's your kid's hockey career that you're worried about it's not going to go the way you hope so um you know, I, I think that's the most important thing. I mean, it's one of the things I love being on the ice with you um, because of your passion for it and, you know, how excited you get to, to, to help kids, to help kids that are passionate about the game. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I feel the same way about it. I, I, I think it's the best game in the world. And, um, you know, anybody that, that feels that way, I want to help them get to, uh, you know, reach their potential. So, um yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun playing the game. It's it's fun coaching. It's fun being out on the ice. It's just you know everything about it. Um, there's going to be struggles at times, but uh, to get through that all, you got to enjoy it. 
Absolutely. I, I want to ask you about your decision back when you, uh, you were going to go to school and then mm-hmm. you kind of, and I know there might be more to it and everything else, but just from a, you know, obviously for you, you were a pretty highly touted prospect. You were a high draft pick. So mm-hmm. again, a little bit different situation than, than a lot of hockey, <laughs> hockey players will ever be in, but looking back and, and of course you're in the NHL, but now that you're a parent and if you were, you know, guiding your son in his hockey career and he was making that decision, um, and I guess everything is, every situation is different, but what's your thoughts on that? Is, yeah. Double A versus major junior. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's very much player uh, player dependent. Um, you know my personal decision. So you know I started my hockey journey in the states, and then when I moved to Canada, um, I I made the Triple A team, but I I wasn't in in Oakville when I first moved, but I wasn't one of the better players. And um, you know, and how old, start, sorry, sorry guys, how old are you there? I, I was 10, so I was really young. No, but, but still it's an yeah, important, it's important yeah, to recognize. Sure. Yeah. And so by the time I'm 15, um, I developed a ton. I mean, um, you know, I was, I was, if I had said I was going to the OHL, I probably would have been a pretty high pick. Um, but my intention at that time, I was a little bit smaller, um, didn't skate great, which is still the case, but, (laughs) um, yeah, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so my, my decision was going to be, you know, I, I, I wanted to, um, you know, school was always really important to me and, um, you know, I just felt like that was the best path, best path for me. So I committed to the university of Wisconsin and then, um, I was going to go to the USHL for a couple of years, um, played in Sioux city for a year. And I remember coming back, for the under 17s um and playing for team ontario with all my buddies uh who that's were a pretty all, good team by the way yeah yeah we were a good team and um we were you know all, all my buddies were playing the ohl and they're telling stories about their time there and you know i'm away from home i'm living in sioux city iowa and that's when the kind of wheel started turning for me i mean i had been drafted by london um they had a an unbelievable program there. Um, I knew I was going to get an opportunity and, um, you know, ultimately I just made the decision to come back and, um, turned out to be a great decision. Um, how young you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was, um, it, it was, it's an awesome place to play junior hockey. The, the hunters, um, they, they were great to me. They, they taught me a lot. Um, they got me ready for pro hockey and, um, I, I ended up only being there for one year and making Edmonton the next year. So it turned out to be the right decision for me. But I think, um, you know, each parent, uh, each kid has to make that decision for themselves. Um, you know, I think there's so many great NCAA programs now. There's so many great stop gaps in between, um, you know, your your minor hockey career and end up going to school. So um you really can't go wrong. There's, there's a lot of great options. Um, you just have to make the one that's best for you. Yeah. And I, you definitely made the, uh, the right choice. Look at you on, look at you on draft day. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. What is that? Like 18 years ago now or something like something that? Something like that. Yeah. 17 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember watching you in your first year in the NHL. Like it was yesterday. I was still playing junior and I remember like, Luke Shen talking about you all the time and, and just being like always talking about you cause you were playing and, and just like 
yesterday, like yesterday. Yeah. I yeah. can picture that. And it's incredible how, how fast it goes, right? Yeah, 16, 16 seasons you've been playing in the NHL. And like you said, a lot of a lot of ups and downs, uh, but mostly like you know, ups. But I, I wanna kind of talk, if you don't mind talking, like, you know, you bounce around a little bit. Like that's mm-hmm. tough, not just on you, but on on the family. And yeah, you get to play hockey for a living and that's great, but there's also like another side of like there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into being an NHL hockey player that I don't think a lot of people understand and I really don't think from a hockey fan and I don't want hockey fans to get mad because I'm a hockey fan I think that the generally speaking hockey fans don't understand what it's really like behind the scenes and how difficult it can really be when you're moving around and trying to get family settled and if you're in a contract year like what's that experience been like for you guys and like how how have you managed that over the the course of your season yeah yeah no for sure um yeah, it's funny. So I, my wife's from Edmonton and, um, you know, I was dating her when I was playing there and I was there the first seven years of my career and we get engaged and, uh, a week before my wedding, uh, our wedding, um, I get traded for the first time. And so she's thinking, you know, I'm marrying this guy. We're living in Edmonton. My hometown's going to be great. And, week before the wedding get traded. And ever since then, it's kind of been like year after year, been in different places. Um, she is, uh, she's a family doctor and she was in the middle of her residency, uh, when we got married. So she had to deal with all that, uh, trying to finish her residency, trying to stay up to date, uh, in her practice working, um, which was a lot on her. And then, you know, now we have three kids. So, <laughs> um, so that adds a whole another element to it. And, um, my oldest is in grade two, just, just trying to, um, you know, get him in school and, you know, he makes friends and then we move again. And it's, um, you know, those are the things that are, um, I guess, difficult about, um, you know, moving year over year. Um, but I wouldn't trade anything. I, I think, you know, my, the, the, the experience my kids have are, is the same experience I had when I was that age. They, they get to meet new people. Um, you know, my, my kids love Winnipeg. They love being in a a hockey community. Um, you know, they really enjoy their time in Detroit as well. So I think, um, you, you, you get all these different life experiences that are, that are awesome. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the, some of the the summers can be stressful trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to be next year? You know, how do we move houses again? How do we get, you know, everything there, get the kids situated in school, get them in their programs, get them in hockey, um, you know, soccer, gymnastics, all these different things. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's very, it's a, it, it's a short career. Even if you look at it 16 years, I mean, um, you know, it's, it still feel like it's flown by. So, um, you know, some of those things can be stressful and, you know, at different times I've, um, you know, been sent to the minors middle of the year and you know, you're not sure how long you're going to be there away from your family. Um, you know, but it's, it's kind of what you sign up for. And, you know, I love the game. I love to play my wife. I mean, she's so supportive and I'm so thankful for, uh, you know, as much as, um, as much as I do love the game and I'm passionate about it, there's still times where, you know, it's really difficult and, Um, you know, you do question, um, you know, you question why you're doing it, how you're doing it, all these different things. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you always come back to the same answer. It's because you love it and you want to keep doing it. And, you know, I, I, I still love it. Um, I still think I got a lot of game left and, um, you know, I, I have a ton of support around me, so, uh, I'll keep going as long as I can. My boys are starting to play now. They start, you know, they love the game now too. So, uh, it's just been a great experience and, um, you know, hopefully I got a few years left in me. Yeah, the, the, your one son was ripping around last summer on his birthday there. I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he was a good little skater. Actually, it was it, you know it was cool to see last summer. You know, bringing you guys bringing the kids out after like what a what an experience. And kind of to your point, you know, your kids are going to be worldly. You know, and I, Jen and I have been talking about this. Uh, you know, she's having a baby here in August, and like we're really questioning. You know, are we going to put our our kid in school? like a traditional school just based on the, the experience we want our, our child to have, you know, and, and the reason why that kind of like sat with me, I'll tell you a quick story. I don't know if you know the singer lights, do you know lights at all? Like, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. Anyways, I was back home about a year ago or just about a year ago for the first time, in five years. And I just went to stick and puck with a friend of mine and I got there and I had my true stuff. And I saw like this, there was just this true stuff just sitting there in the, that was the exact same as mine in this dressing room, but nobody was there. Then all of a sudden this guy walks in and he's got this little girl. She got blue hair. And I was like, Oh, this little girl, she's cool. Like blue hair. She looked cool. She had a little bit of sass. She was probably like seven years old, getting her hockey gear on, telling me she's going to be a champion one day and everything else. And I kind of get talking to him and I was like, like, so like, where'd you play, man? He's like, Oh, midget triple a. And he's like close to 40 ish. And I'm like, then how do you, I could tell he was sponsored by true, you know, like I could just tell. And so I was like, I didn't want to like dig too much. We get on the ice and, um, you know, his daughter's passing me the puck and I'm playing with her a little bit. And then I kind of came over and asked, he's like, and he tells me he's uh, in a band called bless the fall, which it turns out to be really big. His name is Bo Bocan and he's married to lights. He's like, yeah, that's Lights' daughter over there or whatever. And I, I got to hang out with her for a little bit. And I was like, she is so cool and that's because she's been on tour and she gets to meet new people and have all these great experiences and i think yeah i think in in the long run that can be really beneficial to kids to to have to adapt and and not be we've just been so traditionally to think like oh we got to be in one place and doing one thing and yeah you know, i think there's a way of going about it and you guys have obviously done a tremendous job i gotta ask you like rachel is she working? Like, how does she, how does she work during season? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. She works online. Actually. She works okay. on a platform uh, called rocket doctors. Um, and um, it's uh, it's an online practice. Um, so yeah, she's enjoying it. Um, it allows her to, you know, be flexible and yeah. keep up to date. And um, you know, it, it, it's, it's been great for, for us. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome. And then, um, the kids are, the kids are busy as well. So, um, they're in school and they got so many things going on. So yeah, Rachel is, um, she's superwoman kind of trying to handle all this and, and deal with, um, you know, my emotional well being, my ups and downs going through a hockey season. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot to handle, but she, uh, she seems to handle it great, uh, all the time. Yeah. You're, you're certainly lucky to have that. And, and that's nice that she's been able to cont- kind of continue and, and have, so, you know, continue to work and, and have something mm-hmm. for herself as well. That's, yeah. That's really important for a relationship. And that's, that's great to hear. And it's mm-hmm. cool that she's able to do that with as much as I love technology, there's times where I hate technology, but yeah. it's, it's a, that's a, it's a good case. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Muskoka hockey. 
Yeah. And you know, kind of what's going on there. I know we're, we're still working some things out, but tell me kind of like why you got the idea, what it is and, and how you got the idea and how it came about. Yeah. So essentially I, I've been, um, I've been going up to Muskoka for probably about 10 summers now. Um, and I used to do the, I would train in the city during the week and go up on weekends and grind out the traffic, trying to get up there. And, um, then eventually I put a gym into my place and, um, you know, so I would go up on Thursdays and train there Friday, Monday, and then go back to the city. And, uh, I kind of got to a point that I'm like, why am I doing the back and forth when Muskoka is so beautiful? Um, there's so much to do. It's it's just a great place to spend your time. Um, so I just made the, the kind of move full time up there in the summer and, um, started to kind of develop my own path of, you know, I'm going to train and, um, I'm going to, you know, beg them to put in the ice early so I can get on the ice in, you know, early July. And, um, they were able to do that. And then I, I started to kind of run these little pro camps where guys would come up and, um, you know, we'd skate for three or four days together. Um, and then, you know, I'd go back to skating on my own for a bit and then they'd come up three weeks later type of thing. And, um, you know, I, I got into a pretty good routine and, um, guys started to, you know, wow, this is, this is incredible. Why aren't we doing this full time? And I'm so, you know, we've started to get more and more guys that are, that are involved and, and, um, you know, want to do it pro time, uh, full time, uh, from the, the pro side of it. And, you know, as I was going, uh, about it, um, I was like, you know what, there's all these pro guys up here skating, training together. How do we give back to, you know, the kids that are, you know, it's, it's a, it's a market that is kind of starving for, um, you know, every kid I see around Muskoka talk to, they love the game. They love to play. Um, and they, you know, they want access to the same things that the pro guys have access to. And, you know, I figured if I'm bringing guys up all the time, you know, why don't we just create something that, um, you know, the younger kids can have access to the same things that, that we have access to. And, you know, so I started bringing up kind of, you know, some teams from Toronto, um, some younger teams. And, you know, this year we want to start to un- unveil some stuff for, for some local Muskoka kids to be able to get on the ice and train um, and then off ice training and just, you know, nutrition advice, the whole package um, so that, you know, you know, people aren't having to travel down to Toronto for it or, um, you know, it's just it's just up there for us. So. Um, you know, we got some kind of exciting things planned this summer, uh, that you're involved in, um, that I'm pretty excited about. So we just got to keep, uh, kind of hammering away and, and, um, you know, it should be, uh, should be a lot of fun in the process. Yeah. It's, excuse me. It's, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm super excited. I've been down playing it. Probably I've been jumping around the house, just so excited that there's something like this going on in Muskoka and, and just to be a part of something with you and everyone that's involved. It's, it's really incredible. Um, yeah, last summer it was, it was great just to, to be back in that for me personally, right. Just to be back in that environment. I used to train myself in similar groups back when Mm -hmm. I was playing, you know, um, and to, I just felt like I was never going to be in and around that. So when you called me, you're like, Hey, do you want to come out? I was like, yeah, of course. But I'll tell you, man, I was so nervous, like mm-hmm. so nervous. And then you remember you told me the wrong time. So I showed up late. You remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, um, that was, that was on me. 
<laughs> oh, that's all right. That's fine. It's so funny. Yeah. It's funny. But yeah, Muskoka Hockey, make sure you uh, check them out on Instagram at Muskoka Hockey. Uh, MuskokaHockey.ca. Going to be more details on on how you can get involved, and it can be. I think you're saying too, like looking for groups, and eventually it, you don't just have to be living in Muskoka to to be a part. I think if you wanted to come up at at some point and do a a month, or you were here for a month, you could probably hop into a group or something, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've um, we've got dorms at Ross Lake College, which is which is great. They've been a great partner for us, and. Um, so yeah, I think, um, you know, if you wanted to come up a week, a month, um, the whole summer, whatever it is, um, there's options for that. And, you know, we've had, we've had different teams come up. Um, we're going to run, run some camps with, uh, some different individual coaches and, you know, uh, hopefully <laughs> some, some pro, um, cameos, uh, I'm going to get on the ice. Um, you know, That's you're going to cool. be running a bunch of skates, which is awesome. So, um, you know, I know I've talked to Bo Horvat and Eric Branson and Kyle Clifford and those guys want to get out too. So, um, yeah, we've got a great group up there, a great group of guys and, um, yeah, we're, you know, we all love the game and we all, uh, we all want to be around it. So, um, and we all love Muskoka. It's a, can't really beat it. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's funny, right? Like at the end of the day, you guys are just big kids on the ice doing something you love, you know, and that's what it's, that's the, that's the best thing about it all, especially in the mm-hmm. summer training. Like it can be a grind too in the summer, but at the end of the day, it's like you take your gear off and you're, you hop in your truck and you go to your cottage and you're in the lake and you're like, this is. The lifestyle is unbeatable. I mean, I, I think back to when I was training in the city and it was like, you know, you, you finish your work day. Um, and, and honestly, uh, at the pro level now, it's like in the summer, it's almost like you're putting in more time because in the winter time, it's like you go to the rink and everything is there for you in the summer, in the summer, it's like, okay, you got to go to this place to train. You got to go to this place to skate, get treatment, get your meals. And by the time you're done for the day, it's, you know, two, three o'clock and then you get home and you're exhausted and you're just kind of sitting there watching TV. And when I look at what my lifestyle is like in Muskoka now, it's like, you know, I finished my day training and I jump in the lake. I'm swimming with the kids. Um, I'm out on the boat. I'm playing golf. I mean, um, I, I feel I feel like I have endless energy because it's just like um, the surroundings up there just give you energy all the time. And uh, I have so much fun with my summers. Um, you know, I, I think I think it really helps my in season game as well, just because I come into the year mentally refreshed and ready to go, but I'm still taking care of everything I need to physically. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I get made fun of sometimes because of how much I love it, but, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's the, you know, I consider it the best place in the world to spend your summers and, um, you know, we're, we're building something special from a, from a hockey training, uh, standpoint and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, someday you could say, you know, Muskoka is the, the home of hockey training, um, uh, hockey hold summer on, training. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. You got to get the horn on that one. For sure. And I don't want to, I don't want to forget about, you know, the winter time too. I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about this, about, um, you know, hopefully one day, you know, having kind of a dedicated facility, having, um, an academy, you know, you know, different things we've kicked around ideas. And, um, you know, I, I know 
how much Muskoka has a passion for hockey. And, um, you know, I want this to be a year round thing, not just the summers, but, um, you know, right now that's, you know, I'm spending my summers there and that's what I'm kind of giving all, all my energy to. So, um, but yeah, I think, uh, we got some special, special things coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. And it's an honor to be a part of it, uh, in any small way, man. It's just to be in the environment is, is a gift. I love being at the rink and there's something about being in a, in a rink on a hot summer day and then going, you know what I mean? Oh, like, it's, yeah. And it's just the best on a hot summer yeah. day, going into the rink, coming out of the rink. It's, it's incredible. Um, I was going to ask you something and now I kind of forgot where I was going to go with that, but I'll come back to it. Is there something that you're most proud of in your hockey career? Is there like one thing I know you just accomplished 1000 games, which is, I mean, that there's not many people do that guys like that's, yeah. that's a, a really incredible accomplishment, but is there, is there a moment or, I mean, eight points in a game, is there one, is it, is there one thing you can narrow down? Well, I mean, I think the 1000 game ones, uh, it's, it, it felt pretty good. Um, you know, the, the eight point night was, it was just one of those nights. Everything went, went perfect. And it's <laughs> um, actually crazy to think. It was I, insane, I can't yeah. even get eight points in a beer league game. You yeah, know, like that's, no, it was insane. I mean, like when you talk about when athletes talk about flow state, um, I was in it that night. It was just one of those things that I didn't rush anything. The game just kind of came to me and I was just, enjoying playing hockey and um you know everything worked out as it should that night um but i think the 1000 game one i mean you know i i got sent to the myers at 26 years old again at 29 years old again at 30 years old um you know and when i was in the minors at 29 i was i was there you know pretty much the whole year um you know and i had i had a lot of people telling me that you know that was probably it um and I ended up playing another couple hundred more and getting to a thousand. And, um, you know, I, I think when, you know, I, I've, I've always felt like when people tell you, you can't do something, um, and you know, th that just gives you a little more resolve. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm proud of, um, you know, the persistence, uh, I'm thankful for all the support. Um, you know, I, it, it doesn't happen without, um, your family and your friends and uh, your support system continuing to push you through those things. But um, yeah, there was definitely some difficult times uh, throughout those moments where you, where you question your ability, um, you know, you question if you're doing the right things and, um, you know, to push through those things and to, um, to kind of prove the doubters wrong. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a great feeling. And, um, when I look back on my career, I think, you know, the, the successes are all great, um, and something I'm, I'm proud of, but, you know, when I, when my kids are looking at my career, I want them to look at their dad as someone who pushed through adversity and, um, you know, I, I want to teach them those lessons. So, um, those are the things that are, are most special to me. And then, you know, the relationships you build, I mean, mm. When you go through that adversity, I mean, you mentioned Luke Shen earlier. Uh, we've had a similar path in that regard. I mean, yeah. when he was in Anaheim, they told him, you know, it's time to retire. And two Stanley Cups later, <laughs> you know, he's still kicking and he's playing great. Um, got a chance at another one this year in Toronto. So um, yeah. we had a lot of deep conversations about that. You know, I have conversations with, you know, some of my friends around the league and it just, um, 
it develops your relationship even stronger and I'm thankful for those relationships. So um, those are the things that, you know, when I look back on my career, I'll be most proud of um, the relationships and kind of being able to battle through some of those things. Yeah. Is there, you, you mentioned those conversations, but is there, was, was there one, like I, I guess Rachel too, but were there moments when, you know, you really needed that support and, and were there those dark times where you actually let it start to, to get to you when someone's saying, Hey, you might be done here. Was there a, was there a day where you're like, Hey, like maybe I am done. Uh, did it, did it get that, did it get that low? And, and what was it? Did you have any tools that allowed you to get back out of that? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a great question. I think, um, so, I mean, I've always had that kind of resolve where, you know, I've, I've gone through stretches in my career where, you know, I'm not producing or um, I'm not playing very well and I can find my ways. I, I find my way out of it through, um, you know, just hard work and, and, um, conversations and, and different things. But I think the second time I got sent down in Vancouver, um, that one was a really difficult one for me. I, I spent the first part of the year in Toronto away from my family. And then I got called up, um, I think, uh, sometime like late November and I was up for seven games or so. And then, you know, I thought I was playing pretty well and I felt like, okay, I'm back and, um, uh, I just got to keep playing well, but I'm, I'm an NHLer again. And then I got sent down and it was right before Christmas and, you're gearing up for Christmas with your family and I'm away from them during that time. And I, that was, that was kind of the low point for me where I felt like, okay, um, is, is this, you know, is this the end for me? Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to lean on people. You got to lean on your support system. Um, you got to talk about it. I think if you go into a shell and you don't let anything out, um, it becomes really difficult. And, you know, I think, I've been really fortunate that I have that support system, but um, I think most people would be surprised at, you know, how many people care and, um, you know, th there's people out there that, that will listen and that you can lean on, um, you know, and, and I, and it took me a while to get there where I'm like, you know, I, I have to lean on my friends and family and I have to um, let them know how I'm feeling and, and, and let them help me through this. And, and uh, I'm really thankful. Um, you know, I think, uh, as hard as those times are, the result, the the relationships that you build grow even stronger. And you know, I wouldn't trade any of that. Um, you know, my relationship with my wife, with my parents, with my friends—they all became stronger through those those hard times. And um, you know, I, looking back, I mean, getting sent to the minors isn't the worst thing in the world. It's not. You feels know, like it though, right? Yeah, at the time it does. I mean, right? it, it really does. It, it must. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. your dream. I mean, like your, you know, your entire life that that's all I've thought about is being an NHL player and, and, you know, being, being a great NHL player. And when you get your, get told your dreams over, it, it can be crushing. So, um, you have to be able to lean on people. Um, uh, and you know, you, you have to tell your story. So, that's um it was really important for me and uh yeah i'm i'm really thankful that I, I i have the support that i do and uh yeah it's um 
what was yeah. it like going down like when you when you get down there because obviously you know you still got to play got to be team guy but i mean a lot of people have been through this at even at different levels you'd see in junior or yeah. whatever but like guy gets demoted from a line even but you go from yeah. the american league after you've played what was it set like eight seven eight hundred games what what's the mindset like going down there um because obviously those guys are looking up to you too while you're down yeah. there, right and you got well, for sure i mean and, and the I, truth is like you know I, I i never when i was there i never wanted to feel sorry for myself because every guy on that team wants to play in the nhl too yeah. Like that's everyone's dream. I mean, so, you know, my whole mindset going down there was, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to get back. Um, and I'm going to push myself to you know, get to another level and be better. And um, while I'm here, I'm going to try and do the same for these guys. I mean, they're, they're all trying to, they're all trying to get to the next levels as well. And um, I've had experience in doing it. And, um, you know, if I can help in any way, um, you know, that, that, that was my mindset. So, you know, I, there was, you know, yeah, a group of players trying to, and, you know, I had Sheldon Keefe as a coach who's gone on to, you know, he's, he's with the, with the Leafs now doing a great job. And so um, I learned a lot from him as well. And I, and I, you know, the, the development team in Toronto is fantastic. And I just looked at it as an opportunity to go down there and work on my game. I mean, the second time going down was really difficult because now you're starting to think like, Oh, is that, that the end for me? But when I went down at the beginning of the year, my entire thought process was, I'm just gonna, you know, it's a development league. I, I, I can work on my game and that's what I'm going to do. And, um, so, you know, I work to try and get better and, and I do feel like I, I added elements to my game that have, have served me well over the next number of years. I, I, I look at some of the advice that Kiefer gave me about, you know, uh, being stronger defensively in the neutral zone, um, you know, with, you know, angling guys off. And I, I still try to think about that when I'm playing today and I think it helps me. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think you had to, you have to add elements to your game if you want to stick around. Um, when I got to Detroit, um, uh, you know, I, I, I was able to add penalty killing to my game and, and that was hugely beneficial for me. Um, it's something I really enjoyed. And um, yeah, I mean, I, when I was in, with the Marlies, it was kind of the same thing. You try and add different elements to your game to, to try and keep you around. And um, you, you know, I'm still doing it. Yeah. We got a few comments. I haven't got to any of them, but just while we're here, someone says Missy and the D Sammy. There you go. <laughs> um, that just came in. You talk about working on your game and mm -hmm. you come into the league and you have, you know, great success early on. You're a high draft pick. You're playing at 18 years old and, you know, yeah, you had your dad as, as your coach and a close confidant, but was that something that you were acutely aware of once you entered the league? Like, Hey, I'm going to need to continually adapt because you go in there as a high scoring, you know, top three top six guy and in your mind at least for me in my mind i'm like i'm always going to be this guy so those elements were you are you more focused on those as you got older is that something that you were always aware of and and i just say because i was not aware of any of that and i was so one-dimensional i always tell the players i coach how important the little areas are because that is i mean no one's gonna go through everybody and score every single game 
it just doesn't happen. So I don't know why every kid's training that way these days. That's mm -hmm. all they do. Yeah. This is a topic for another another time. But yeah, just at being able to adapt. Like, is that yeah. something to learn to do? And and was it hard? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It? yeah, no, I love it. I love looking for those little intricacies of the game that can help you be 1% better. I mean, picking up a puck off the wall cleaner that can give you um, – a little more time with the puck, you know, um, making sure that you're um, aware of your surroundings so that you can, um, when you get control of the puck, you're, you know, you're a little cleaner with your passes, you're a little cleaner with exits out of your zone, all those different things. Um, you know, they, they lead to more ice time, they lead to more touches, they lead to more chances and, you know, ultimately uh, keeps you around longer. So, I'm always looking for different ways to, to get better. Um, you know, I think early on in my career was always like, okay, if I add, you know, if I get a little bit faster this summer, if I get a little bit stronger, um, you know, those are going to help. And uh, they do help. But I think um, as I've, as I've gone through the journey in my career, I try to get on the ice more and I try and work on those, those small little things that, that show up in games all the time because those, those are ultimately the things that are going to keep you around longer. Yeah. You know, working on your speed, working on your shot, working on all those different things, um, you know, are really important, especially as a younger player, there's, you know, at, at 33, um, you're probably not going to add much speed, um, uh, or strength or, you know, anything like that, but right, you're going to be bionic when you come back, you're going to be, there so you go. I you know I'm going to have, I'm going to have new hips. So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be flying out there. But, but I, I think the truth is, I mean, uh, it's those, all, all those little small areas of the game that, uh, that show up all the time. Um, that when you watch video, it just becomes clear. Um, and I watch a lot of my video, um, try and look for different things. I watch other guys video, try and find different things that, that help them be successful. You know, where are they getting touches on the ice? Um, you know, when you watch Patrice Bergeron, what makes him successful? Where, um, you know, where does he go on the ice that allows him to have the puck more than anybody else? Um, uh, you know, how is he on the power play? Where, where does he stand on uh, in the bumper spot on the power play that allows him to, to get more scoring opportunities? All those different things. Um, I try and look for and I try and work on and um, you know ultimately I think that's what what keeps you around is um, you know being able to adapt to those different things and in, and enjoying the process of it too right like that yeah that's everything I, if you're not well, I love it I mean there's there's times in the summer where you know um, you know it's an off week and guys aren't around and I'll just go out by myself and um, I'm still working on those different things um, and I love to do it. Uh, you know, it, it never, you know, those days in the summer never really feel like a job for me. I mean, th there's times during the season when absolutely like, you know, you're traveling, it's on a back to back. Um, there's, you know, there's the, the pressures of, you know, you just lost the game or, you know, um, you know, what's the coach thinking mm. all these different things. I mean, um, you know, those things at times can feel like a job for sure. But um, going out on the ice and working on my game has never felt like a job to me. It's 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 something that, you know, I love to do. Uh, it's an obsession. And, um, you know, I think 
when I'm done playing, I think I'll still want to be on the ice, still doing those things because it's just so much fun to me. I kind of was leading into my next question, and I'm not going to keep too, too much more of your time. I know you're rehabbing, and, and you got the family down there and everything. I appreciate you doing this. Um, you're, you're part owner of the Toronto Marlboros. You used to play there. Yeah. You, you and Johnny bought the, the organization. What kind of like went into that, and uh, how has that been for you so far? Because they're cleaning up by the looks of it. Yeah. Well, no, we're uh, – we're, um we're contr- uh, controlling members of the board, Johnny and I. So, uh, Jim, okay. uh, Nicol- yeah, Jim Nicoletti and Lynn Dennis, um, they had ran the team for you know, 30 I know, plus sorry, years. Hey, I know very little about the GTA. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Coast, so. For sure. Um, and they've done a fantastic job. And, you know, I, when I look back on my hockey career, some of my best times are playing with the Marlboros. Um, you know, my – my head coach, James Naylor, um, he taught me so much. My dad was my assistant coach. Um, you know, we had John Tavares and Brennan Smith and Cody Golbuff and Akeem Alou. And, you know, the list goes on. Like, we had a just an incredible team. And we had so much fun. And I look back on my experience and, I, you know, it's something that I really felt like when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, I want to be involved in this because I want to give these kids the the same um, opportunities that I had. Um, And so, you know, when I approached John about it, um, he felt the same way. I mean, we're both still busy playing. I mean, he's got a lot on his plate, you know, being the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and then, you know, all that goes with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that, you know, as, as our careers wind down and, and we move on to the next chapter of our lives, um, it's something that we want to be involved in. I think it's a, um, it's a, it's a great organization. Um, you know, we've had, we have great coaches, great people around it, and um, we want to continue to help it, uh, can you help it grow? I mean, um, it's, um, like I said, I mean, some of my, best childhood moments are playing with the Marlboros away at tournaments away at um, we used to do a summer camp every year that, you know, it's kind of my vision for Muskoka hockey as well. Um, we had the Marlboros uh, to Muskoka last year and the kids had a blast and we're going to do it again this year. And um, you know, I just want to, I, I want those kids to have the same experiences that I had and um, I want them to be able to lean on uh, John and I um, and you know, uh, help them in, in, in their, uh, like along their path. So, um, it's something that, um, we're really looking forward to. We're really excited about, and, um, we're happy to see them doing well. The U 16s just yeah. won the GTHL championship and had to the OHL cup. So that's, uh, that's big for them. And, um, it's, uh, exciting times. Yeah, that's what I meant by cleaning up. And I got my buddy's son, uh, Rob Carlton plays on oh, the U can't remember they he just they just had a big game too they won too but he plays for the marlies but yeah you guys run an incredible program it's so cool to see just the kids up there i was there last summer uh while they were up there at the camp or whatever but just that you could see how much they were enjoying that experience of having that team bonding like in muskoka you know i hear they were coming up talking to me but yeah they were up there training for hockey but it was also the the off ice, I, you know, they're hanging out as a buddies and, and as buddies bonding as a team. And, and, you know, I got to meet some of the coaches too. And, and I still mm-hmm. talk to them to this day. Just incredible dude. Shout out to Dennis Hooley. He's uh he's a great, 
one of one of the best one of the best out there so um yeah it's exciting i mean it's all come full circle it just, probably doesn't seem like that long ago you had a, a marlboro's jersey on and now no, you know you're a part absolutely. of the organization so it's it's really really cool um i did uh, there was that one other question and i remembered it gags and now i forgot it all over again man oh yeah uh coaching uh, yeah. I don't want to, you know, nobody wants to think about after hockey. And and for me, looking back, it always seemed like it was taboo to have any other interest outside of just focusing on your career. And mm-hmm. I see now more guys are have a, a little bit more, at least their ventures are public. I'll say guys have clothing lines, guys have, you know, Brad Marchand and I forget the other guy, they got their hunting outdoor wear or whatever. And it's just kind of like a little bit more accepted that guys have interests outside of hockey at least that's how i see it mm-hmm. uh, but for, what about like when you're done coaching you say you want to be on the ice is that something that you could see yourself doing like getting into you know maybe coaching in the nhl one day yeah i don't know i don't know about coaching um <laughs> i i do know that I, I i want to be involved in the game in some capacity i don't know exactly how that's going to look yet um agent uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. My, my, my dad's an agent. He's That's just really right. enjoying it. Um, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, I know that I, I have a passion to help, um, help other players get better. Um, I really enjoy that part of it. I, I enjoy when I'm on the ice with guys and, you know, they got questions about different things or, you know, they help me with different things. Like, I just love that. Um, you know, trying to help make the game better. Um, so, um, wherever it takes me, um, you know, I'm always going to have that in my mind, um, to just try to help make it better. Um, so I don't know if that's in coaching or, uh, in management or on the agency side or however it's going to look, but, um, I I know I want to be involved. I have a, I have a question. I have no doubt you will be. I just come. It's, he's asked like I think a couple times here, and we'll just get to a couple comments, and then I'll I'll wrap it up for you. But guys, Sam, do you remember playing road hockey in Chatham growing up at all? Yeah, yeah uh, my my parents are from Chatham, and so we, um, you know, we go and visit my grandparents, and yeah, I remember at different times getting out. Uh, guy, I, I, I don't remember the exact details of it, but I do remember playing road hockey in Chatham. Low road hockey in Chatham. Uh, yeah. Daniel Miner's family, Tom and Michelle, uh, they're watching. Michelle's watching. Says, "What a great accomplishment, Sam! Talking about your 1,000 games. I know uh, Tammy. Uh, I'm not going to get to all of them here, but Tammy was watching earlier. She says, "Good evening. Can't find it now, but she was a huge fan of yours in Detroit. She, uh, nice. huge Red Wings fan. Um, we go. Who we got? Trina says, Sam Ganyu is my son's favorite hockey player when he played for the Oilers." Even had his action figure growing up. Nice, there we I go. Love that, eh? You want to know what's yeah. funny story? Yeah, I never, I never made it that far, but I do have. If you look here, look at that. I've never shown anybody look this. Look So listen, one, one game for, oh, Col- for Kelowna. Look at this. This was. I'm pretty sure it was Daniel Delfordson, and I got a four goal game with Kelowna. And I guess there was this fan, and I think her name was. Karen, shout out to Karen Bidwell. She would take these figurines, like a Sam Gagne actual NHL figure, if you got a hat trick or more, and they would paint it. So she painted That's it. That's awesome. All Kelowna Rockets colors. That's great. And Look stuff at like that. that. So That's a beauty. You're not the only one with an action figure. <laughs> that might be you, man. That might there be you. There we go. Might there be you go. under there. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited for for this summer, man. I'm I'm super grateful. 
um, you know, for, for opening that door. And, and, you know, you had me and Jenna down to a game when you were uh, here playing the Leafs and, and got to spend some time with your family as well. And, you know, your uncle is your uncle shout out to your uncle too, because he, you know, I don't know if you, you were on the call yet or not, but he got me hooked up with the director of Bell Let's Talk. And I had a meeting with well, Bell Let's Talk. So that was, uh, you know, unbelievable so i'm so grateful for that but dude you're just such a kind kind human and there's a you know i have no doubt like i told you before i my dream was to make muskoka the hockey mecca you know like yeah, where yeah we'll do this before hey mom hey dad or they'd be like hey sam where do you want to go for vacation disneyland and you're like no i want to go to muskoka hockey like i want to go to muskoka and and train for hockey and be in muskoka and get the experience that is the destination for hockey and that's what it's going to be and i heard a few other guys i don't want to drop names or anything but word on the street is there's a couple of big name guys that just got cottages around here too so i don't know if they're looking for ice but oh, there we go there we go we'll maybe my big, way maybe the biggest name too but of all in the nhl he just got a place up here so i don't know what he's doing for ice but connor mcdavid got a place sagan just got a place up here I think Marner's got a place up here now too so if they want to want to give up driving to the city every you know, every day, then send them to send them to Muskoka hockey. Right. Yeah, exactly. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> oh, did yeah. I? Well, I, I appreciate you having me on Brady. I think, um, you know, it's funny, you know, we, we just first met through, um, through your social media, but I mean, you're putting out, um, great things into the world. I think, you know, your story and, um, you know, just everything you've been through and, and how you keep fighting and you keep, uh, uh, telling your story and, and helping people through their their struggles as well. I think, um, you know, it, it's incredible. And then your passion for the game too. I mean, that's something that's uh, always drawn me to uh, working with you is um, you have that passion for hockey and you want to help the next generation get better. So um, I appreciate having me, having me on and I'm really looking forward to continue to work with you in the future here. Yeah really excited man and thank you once again for taking the time and all the best in your recovery we'll be chatting soon um do you have the date for the next surgery did you say uh yeah it's in a few weeks this one was a little worse than than they thought so uh it's going to take a little bit more time before i'm off the crutches and can get the second one done but um i'm on the mend and uh um yeah building towards next year Told you, bionic, man. You're come back better than ever, man. Okay, there thanks, Kegs. Enjoy the sunshine while yeah. you can, and uh, we'll see you in a few months here. Yeah, thanks, Brady. Appreciate it's it. Good, buddy. Right. That's Sam Gagne from the Winnipeg Jets. Thanks to uh, Sam. I want to uh, give a couple things away here. I don't know how I'm going to do it quite, quite yet. Just going to give away a puck support green biscuit, but it's actually purple. And some purple and green tape. If uh, if you can answer the right question, if I had a question for you, we'll have to go get the phone. We got the phone number. We have to pump out my cell phone number again on here. Let's see here. Just gonna throw it over to a quick promo by team issued limited 
Hi there, it's Regan Bartell, the play-by-play voice of the Kelowna Rockets, Brady Leopold's biggest fan. Team Issued is connecting all walks of life. Team Issued does this by recreating that special feeling of being a part of something bigger. A community for all striving towards the same goal. TeamIssued.ca, promo code TOEDRAG15 for 15% off. All right, we're back. I got the phone number. The question is... I don't know the question yet. All right. What was the first hockey team that I played for in the Western Hockey League? Dial this number, 705 710-8545. It's on your screen right now. See if anybody wants to play along. We're going to be back next Monday with Corey Hirsch. Oh, we got somebody calling the house phone. Who is it? It's an unknown name. One sec. Hello? Hello, Brady. How are you? Good. How are you? Who's this? It's Luke. Hey, Luke. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not much. You? Uh, Just a little podcast, man. Do uh, Do you know the answer? What's the first junior team I played for in the Western Hockey League? He's got it. The Swift Current Broncos. You nailed it, buddy. All right. We'll get this sent off to you, and I'll shoot you a text when we're done the show here. All right, buddy? Congratulations. There we go. Lucas Hicks. Or is that that Lucas Hicks or Luke Boucher? I don't know. I should have asked because I had a Lucas Hicks calling my cell phone at the same time. I got the number, though. Look, he called three times. Thank you for for watching tonight. If you could remember to press that like, subscribe, turn on your notifications. Next week's episode's probably going to be pretty heavy. Corey Hirsch, he was my favorite backup goalie of all time. I don't know if I'm going to say that because he ended up being a starter, but when he was with the Canucks, he was Kirk McLean's backup. And I always picked Corey Hirsch when I was playing street hockey. I would play by myself if no one was around because I just, that's what I did. No one wants to play. Who cares? Like Sam was on the outdoor rink. I was in my front street playing roller hockey. And I would be both teams, you know, I'd be like, oh, Pavel Burry going down the ice, checked by, you know, Paul Korea or whatever. And then, like, go in and shooting for both teams on, like, an empty net, pretending, to, you know, there's a goalie in there. And I'd be like, great save by Corey Hirsch. But he was always in net for me. And it's because he was the backup. And I had this soft spot for backup goalies because I always felt bad for them. Anybody that knows me, they'll make complete sense. But Corey Hirsch coming on the show, and he's recently dropped his book, 
and he's had his uh, battles with mental health and he's out there sharing it and speaking and I'm super excited to get Corey Hirsch on. I think Tyler Kennedy is going to be on the following Monday. Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Looking forward to having him on too. Another true guy. Thank you to everybody who has supported Puck Support. PuckSupport.com, at Puck Support on social media. We actually have a really big sale going on right now. If you head over to PuckSupport.com, a lot of the items, especially the winter items, have been reduced for a short period of time. The messages that I get from people, you know, who are wearing puck support like this one, mental health over hockey, the conversations that it's starting in workplaces, schools, and especially ice rinks, it's amazing. It's amazing to get the feedback. I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again, but I get these messages all the time. Hey, Brady, thank you so much for puck support. Tonight, I wore my mental health over hockey sweatshirt, and for the first time all season, I wasn't talking to another parent complaining about our kids' ice time or about the coach or about whatever, because when I walked into the rink tonight, one parent came over to me and said, mental health, and guess what? That parent started to share some of his or her experiences with me. These are the messages that I get. And so now you have two parents talking about, I would say positive things about mental health. They're supporting one another versus the negative energy that comes with bitching about a coach or complaining about ice time in a hockey rink or about your job or at your workplace, whatever it may be. These conversations are so important. And sometimes we don't know how to enter the conversation well guess what you wear something like this you better be ready for the conversation so much so that now sometimes when i go for dinner not often i think maybe it's happened once or twice where i'm like i'm not gonna wear this tonight because i just wanna just want to enjoy dinner because every time i wear this out it without fail multiple conversations and then guess what i get to hear other people's stories that's why I love it. They get to hear mine sometimes, and I do it really quick in the Coles Notes version, but then I hear theirs. The other day, we were out for lunch, Jenna and I, and we were at this soup and sandwich place, and there was this older couple sitting there, and they were kind of like, the guy was like, what's puck support? And I looked at Jenna, and I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I just kind of quickly told him. And then, you know, he said, way to go, and he was... 39 years sober or something like that you know so this was an older gentleman who had been in recovery for a long time you just never know you know what what people are going through and shirts like this and we have many others really break down the barriers to entry for those conversations to happen there's absolutely no doubt so thank you to everybody who's out there wearing puck support yes for supporting the cause but more importantly for being brave enough to have those conversations that is where we will see lasting and impactful change i have no doubt so thank you thank you thank you thank you puck support pucksupport.com there's a sale going on and if you're new around here and you don't know we honor a hockey player in all of our apparel 
And in my hat tonight, more often than not, it will be Mitch Fadden or Daniel Miner in my stuff. In my shirt, Clay Plume. Clay Plume was a former Lethbridge Hurricane, a guy that I played against in the Western Hockey League who tragically passed away of an overdose. And that's a big part of, of what we do at Puck Support. And that's a big part of my life. And, you know, honoring those players that, that have passed away because their stories are not often told. If they didn't make it to the NHL, you likely didn't hear about it. And even the guys who played in the NHL, very sparingly do we hear the story. And, you know, the stories are hard, but they're so important because we must learn from them. Families like the Miner family, the Donaldson family, many others, you know, the Smith family. I don't want to leave any out. Chad, Chad Miller's mom, the Miller family. I mean, they're Nick and Jack Savage's parents. They're out there sharing the stories of their sons, their daughters. Carol Todd was just here in Wasega Beach sharing Amanda Todd's story, her story. These stories must be told because we have to learn from them because we've lost way too many lives in, in general, but in the hockey community, especially. And so that's why puck support was created. And I, it's my greatest hope that by doing so, you know, the goal initially was the hockey community. More specifically, the goal was to help support former retired junior and professional hockey players. Then it kind of morphed into a clothing line because I didn't have the resources to create the charity at the time because I wanted a message to carry forward. I wanted people to find hope. I wanted people to wear shirts that enticed these hard conversations to all the warriors that are strong enough and brave enough to wear these shirts, to share their story because we all have a story. We've all struggled at times and too often we're left thinking, that we have to do it on our own. And that manifests into all sorts of disasters. So that's why this is so important to me. And I will never stop doing what I'm doing, getting out there, sharing my story. That's what I do. If, if you're watching or listening to the podcast at any time, if you think by bringing me in and, and having me share my story in your community would be beneficial, please send an email to jenna at pucksupport.com. Jenna at pucksupport.com traveling all across Canada right now, at least until summertime. I've never not done a speaking event also can do it virtually too, but I've never not done a speaking event where I've had multiple people reach out or come up to me after and share with me what's going on with them or what happened to them. Many times people reach out for the first time to ever admit that they had a problem or had something happen or that they've struggled or that they are struggling. If it's not me, please find someone to have these conversations, to educate people. It takes a collective effort. I want to get to a couple comments here. Elaine Sturk says, the book is awesome. Can't wait goalie talking about Corey Hirsch, Zach Shear, What's up? This one's actually purple and it's one of a kind Zach, but might be able to get more. I might know where to get, get some. 
Sean Drob watching. Sam's not here anymore, but said, Sam, you gave my nephew his stick at a Red Wings game. Of course he did. Class act. Lucas Hicks, he was our winner tonight of the prize. Congratulations. He says, keep it up. We got a couple minutes here. It was a really dark few months, but I'm feeling really good, especially after today. I'm feeling so energized and so hopeful. I feel, I actually feel okay, which is, which is unbelievable. It's, it was a really tough couple of months and I started journaling and I don't know, it, it's helped a little bit. The sunshine has helped. And I think just changing my thinking, of course, seeing my daughter has helped. I don't know. I haven't talked about it much, but I getting to see my daughter. I get to see her again tomorrow. Fighting for her in court has been one hell of a battle. It's been weighing on me heavily, like so heavily, but grateful that things are starting to move in in a positive direction with that. Just cherish the time that I get with her until I get her more often because that's the plan. I want to say hello to my family out in British Columbia, to my mom, my dad. Love you guys. Miss you. I'm going to be back home in May for sure. Forget the dates, but sometime in the end of May, I'll be out in BC. So looking forward to seeing everybody. Shout out to Brooklyn and Brody. Love you guys too. That's pretty much it. Otherwise, you guys know me. I'm going to keep talking. Thank you to Sam Gagne. Make sure you guys go follow at Muskoka Hockey on Instagram. And if you're coming to Muskoka, live in Muskoka, go check out muskokahockey.ca for more details how you can get on the ice. In the meantime, I'm also doing private sessions at Edges Muskoka in Bracebridge. It's a synthetic ice space. Uh, there's also dry land equipment. They also have skate sharpening. It's a pretty cool little spot. Thank you to uh, Darren Budd, the owner there, for, for opening up that space for me. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 4 to 8 p.m. I'm going to be running privates and also some small group uh, hockey-related and then some dry land stuff as well, particularly related to shooting and, of course, puck control. That's sort of my wheelhouse uh, puck control, stick handling, and shooting lessons going on at Edges in Muskoka. Uh, you can find more information on my social media, on my link tree. But until next time, everybody, be kind to one another. Find gratitude in the little things. And as always, have a great day if you so choose. Was my life rookie of the year? Swift as a Bronco, laced up in my gear. Past the pain, went insane, yearning for that buzz. Twelve year journey through the depths of hell. Criminal fentanyl, I struggled, I fell. Abused, confused, as a shadow of who I once was. Can't see the rest of sweet. Don't go night of the rail of the beat. I need to get my life here back on track. Used to toe jack them like Wayne Gretzky. And now I'm toe tapping homeless on Hastings. And the Venus drugs weren't in the gang notes. 
wrong kind of how to ride the lightning. Sideboard ignored hot and frightened. Hockey to hell and back with my recovery rope. Can't sleep, restless week. Up all night, a dread on a beat. I need to get my life here back on track. Emotions drained, I can't stop crying. Except my reflection, no sense lying. My inspirations argue till and back. Mental health over hockey. Gotta get people talking. Ignite the chain up a game. It is real, but the soul is low. The game changers for my former convictions. Now I live for the fuck addiction. I've got honest to honor the ones we lost. Finally doing what I'm meant to do. Strap on your blade, you can follow me too. Give me your ear, new hockey and healing back podcast. Can't sleep, restless week. Up all night, a dread of I need to get my life here back on track. Emotions drained, I can't stop crying. Except my reflection, no sense lying. My inspiration 